Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. How's it going, Addison? Good, Brad. How you doing? I'm doing good. We have a couple guests with us tonight. We do. This week we got uh, Dirty Mac and Raisin Bell. What's up? I don't know why those nicknames are what they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. promo We begin bell. as such. It, it is promotion bell. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know if everyone that listened back when we... This is the second time for Bell. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I assume we'll get promoted by whatever your new sponsors are. Yeah. I'll drop a Venmo code on you guys later. I'm on. sure. Yeah, oh, so. I figured out the case. <laughs> we'll end up with you know advertisements across the world. Yeah, support that new bike fund. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> Little do you guys know, all these promotions are to my bank account. So. That's right. We're okay with that. So share the wealth. Come exactly. On. We've uh, we've been alluded that uh, Bell got a new bike. Oh, yes, I did. So you sound. It sounds like it was a bad thing. It's 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 a wonderful thing. I just get too excited every time I talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what is this new bike? Oh, Twenty nineteen KX four hundred and fifty. Officially riding for Team Green now. So Team Green. You're oh. the minority around here. There's only one other Kawasaki I can think of. Yeah, I think right. within the group we ride with. Yeah, I mean, Kyle. even in Portland. Not a lot of cowies yeah, floating rare. around. Pretty rare. So what orange, fueled man. that uh, decision? Well, I broke my old one. Okay. So as, but it wasn't a Kawasaki. No, it was not. It was a Yamaha. So, so <clears> I'm <throat> trying to get at why did you choose Team Green? Uh, you know, I had a little bit of my decision spurred from my friend buying the same bike and me getting to ride it. So <laughs> it's kind of like I want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got <laughs> tricked into it. That's, That's what I hear. That's exactly yeah. it. So, but yeah, it's, and I might have to blame you guys for me having to buy a new bike because last time I was on the show, that was one of the topics for discussion is since I was racing, would I be buying a new new set of wheels for next year and go figure next time I come on the show, I'll get a new bike. So, so, uh, remind us what happened. How'd you break your bike? Ah. Do we want to go into that this Yeah, evening? it shouldn't be so negative. It's, it's a learning experience. You got a new bike, so it's all positive now, right? Yeah, it it is now, I guess. So the only way to go from the bottom is up. So, <laughs> but hey, You weren't quite rock bottom. Uh, I mean, two split engine cases, yeah. I was... Now, now, how did you split engine cases? This is the the question I have. So, I have a couple of tips for the boys and girls of the world working on their motorcycles. There's one. Excuse you. Yeah. Sorry. You can tell I'm getting nervous about this. <laughs> but Promo t- bell became annoying bell. Very quickly. <laughs> I've always been that. I was just waiting. Yeah. No, just make make sure your bikes are clean before you start doing maintenance, because when I was trying to split the two cases of my 2001 YZ250, I missed an Allen bolt in one of the engine halves and proceeded to split the cases with one of the bolts still attached to the other side. So, oh. 
How'd that work out? Not very well. <laughs> you got a 2019 450. Yeah, apparently it turns into you buying a new motorcycle. <laughs> so those lessons, they're, they're expensive, but they're worth it. Yeah, that's a fact. Which I will have to say that after last episode, what place would I like to sell things on is I sold the bike on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. Which is fantastic for the whole selling experience as well as i feel like the buying was easy for him as well because the guy I sold it to was like i needed parts for this bike that weekend right when you posted it so i agree yeah when i sold the scooter it was marketplace that ended up being the go-to so i think it's slowly taking over craigslist although i know we'll bring mac back in here and uh you were a big fan of offer up is that right uh, I use it a fair amount for purchases. I don't really sell a ton through it. Okay. Actually, I'm defaulting more to Facebook Marketplace. Oh. I've got a couple things up for sale currently in the region. Old tools that are no good to me anymore, but somebody else could potentially use that kind of thing. Sure. Sold my wife's uh, 2001 Beetle through Facebook Marketplace. That was okay. a pretty smooth transaction. I like that rather than Craigslist, you can actually get a face and a profile to inspect before you decide if you want to engage with that person. Uh, you can kind of make that that seller's prejudgment ahead of ever having to pick up the phone or talk or text to somebody, which is is a nice change. Um, gave me confidence, and the eighteen year old girl we ended up selling the car to. She fell in love with it, named it Delilah, even before she pulled it out of our driveway. So it was a good sale all around. Yeah, got easy what we sale. For. Yeah, easy sale if it's already got a name. Exactly. But uh, okay, yeah, because when I was selling the bike, you were telling me to. To start using offer up, so offer up, let go. I mean, I, I like to peruse all. I use all of them as tools to set that's prices. Fair. It's a decent way to get market research done, if you will. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So, I, which one I is better for buying, and which one's better for selling? You said buying off of offer up, or yeah. the premiums lower? Um, premium. Well, I mean, it's the the price is going to be about the same, but there's a lot of shipping options as well, so it doesn't necessarily have to be geographically close. Okay. I've bought bought parts for my truck. Off of offer up, hmm. Southern California, ship for really? eight or nine bucks. You so the what shipping. they okay. see actually is what it would cost to ship that item. Right. No, a was... car would be five dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just well, seen this and I'm right, going. So uh... From a case study standpoint, Brad, you got a point there. I would say a Hot Wheels car is probably five bucks from SoCal. Anything heavier than that, I'm not sure. I didn't ever quote that. Okay, so it seemed reasonable for shipping. For based on what I was looking for, small box components, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's fair. No, I, I would say, yeah, offer up Facebook, I see better prices. Craigslist seems to be a premium still. Mm-hmm. You see the nicer stuff there that yeah. goes for. But sometimes that's what you're looking for. for. I mean, sometimes I you want, you know, a hundred thousand mile, you know, whatever, just rusty parts, something you can clean up and throw on. That's great. Or if you want quality stuff, then it gives you a place to look. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, uh, that wasn't necessarily the topic, but bringing it back since we got promotion bell tangent. Woo! <laughs> that's what we're made of, man. That's okay. Uh, so, how was the new bike to ride? Were you up at Jones last weekend? Oh uh, yes, it's awesome, and it's. Everywhere I've taken it so far, I had a little bit of a fun experience at Brown's Camp two weeks ago when our co-worker actually went off a cliff. Oh, you were there for this. I didn't know you were there. I helped him pull his bike out of the 10-foot cliff. He still has that soft cast on. Yes, he does. I talked to Brian on my way out here, and I'm happy he's doing good. So, But that was a fun trip. Bike ran great. I will be a huge proponent to preach the good word. Of the button on dirt bikes. So if you buy a dirt bike. Well, the easy button, you mean? Oh, it's so easy. That was easy. <laughs> Is get electric start. <laughs> it, it will change you. That's You're fair. a changed man, Bill. I 
the viewers can't see but this. He's positively glowing. The leg workout <laughs> of kicking. You're you're really losing out on the that's half on those the reps. Yeah, that's half the day. I mean, my my quads <laughs> can take. Yeah. Is he outnumber? Is your KX Kickstart only, or do you have an E Start on that? Uh, KLR two fifty. Sorry, Kickstart. Yes. Sorry, KLR. It's been so long since I've seen it. I forgot. That's <laughs> 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 fire. So, my bike. My bike's broken of. too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming. I opened it on myself. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. If the bike's tuned right, you don't have to kick it all the time. Mine is really easy to kickstart. I have uh, no problems I mean, with yeah. mine. If we're talking about tuning our dirt bikes properly, I've seen gasoline dripping out of yours for way yep. too long. Yeah, it's sir. a one kick bike. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> okay. Hey, Rich is safe. <laughs> yeah, okay. great. Rich, has a, keeps the, rich out of the gas line before it gets into the carburetor. In fairness, <laughs> full car, flushing full carb rebuild kit on the way. Okay. In fairness, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I'll finally do a little bit of work on that this winter. So cool. those those parts are coming. Cool. Thanks, though, Ryan. Hey, somebody's got to get you there, man. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But uh, yeah, we came in with a bit of a topic, and I know three of the four of us know about that, and the other one doesn't read emails. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the plan was we got a couple of guests, so we'll, let's. Uh, we thought we'd get into Farkles. Top five things that you would throw on a bike. Now, uh, you know, there's four of us, so we can kind of go around the room. My Brad and I played with this a little bit last week. With the uh, top five reasons to buy a bike was last week's topic. Horrible failure. I thought nah. it was fun. <laughs> I thought it was fun. But, it was uh, fun. Yeah. Well, I think the the similar pattern will go through if we uh, we'll start at number five. Well, hang on, does everybody know why you're calling it a farkle? Has the definition been explained? No. Is this in the ocean? Well, because there's like there's this board the game. Ocean? There's this board game called Farkle. It's clearly not what we're talking about. Is an accessory that's both um, both shiny and functional, right? Function and sparkle, maybe. So Farkle is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was a sparkling fart when you first described <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. I have a hard time with that one. I'm okay with fart. that. <laughs> <laughs> running two the strokes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I heard it. I was like, oh, all right. So, okay. Functional and sparkle. Got it. Sure. Things that you would add to your bike, and and uh, truth be told, I went to just accessories mm-hmm. in general. Some of mine are not so much sparkle and just function, and some of mine are all sparkle and no function. Right. Mm-hmm. Things that I've thought of. But I kind of listed my top five. I don't know if Brad got on this week, but he might just have a random order again and then defend it with his life. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm curious now. We're talking to two guys <laughs> that have dirt bikes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I and just... two guys, hold on, two guys that I know have spent too much money on Farkles on their dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I take pride in it, everybody. Because <laughs> yeah. I've seen somebody Amazoning over here, yeah. Moto's... Let's Moto's not talk about that. Over here. I don't want to talk about my And I've got more protective guards <laughs> on my XR than, yeah. So, what's your number five of your top five items that you'd want to add to your bike? What is the least important of those five? Right now, as of today? If you buy a bike, and it doesn't have to be your specific bike. Because we could have this conversation every week based on my shopping yeah, habits, seriously. <laughs> it can bike. be, you know, however you guys want to define it. For me, I mean, I'll start... Okay. But for me, I, I'm happy to start. For me, it was things that I add to each bike or that when I buy a bike, whether it's dirt, street, whatever, things I'm looking for in that. So my number five was actually the bars or risers mm-hmm. was the hand position. Uh, some of that's just altering the current bar and changing how it fits on the bike. Sometimes it comes just right. You just got to adjust it for you. 
sometimes you got to change it up entirely. The GL500 is a great example there that I know people love that cruiser style, but it's driving me nuts. And I've already got one in the in the mail right now coming to replace that. But, uh, you know, the bars, that hand position, it's important, so it's in the top five, but I can live with a little off. I'm not that guy that has to have the perfect set of bars. Well, so it's number five. When you're street riding, I mean, your, your seating position's relatively consistent. I mean, you're not really up on the pegs much yeah. in the GL, right? Mm-hmm. More than I should be. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so you came from a dirt background, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, I mean, for me, one of the first things I did when I bought my XR was to buy handlebar risers. Okay. Um, I'm 6'1 on a good day, and so getting up on the pegs on that bike, I was finding myself doing push-ups, trying to stay off the seat, which I'm not very good at from the three of you in the room. You know that just by looking at me. Um, so with that challenge, 30 mil bar risers were the first thing I threw on, cranked the plane of the stock bars to try to get them as tall as possible to support me, and okay. it still ended up not being enough. So I have a set of bars sitting on my workbench at home. KX High Bend uh, from Tusk that I'm going to throw on I there. I didn't know this. A few, there you go. You know, another 15, 20 millimeters out of it, and hopefully that's enough. Okay. So it's obviously, it sounds like bars are on your list. Is it also five, or is it higher up for you? Uh, I, mean, I was considering bars and risers to be still five. I would okay. totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay. What Same do, what boat do you over think, here. What about, what about you, Bo? What's your number five? You don't have to debate mine. You I can mean, if you want to. It's always fun. I mean, if bars are a big thing. I mean, I, I'd like to say I have, like, a plethora of stuff I want to add onto this new bike, but ju- just so everybody knows the transition in motorcycles I'm going from, I went from a 2001 YZ250 to a 2019 KX450 with hydraulic clutch stock, Renthal bars stock, oversized front and rear rotors stock, as well as an electric stark on brand new revalved show suspension that pretty much from wheel to wheel my like least thing i need to do is put some graphics onto it so i don't scratch up the plastics more than i already have because every like if i was going to add something onto just an off-the-shelf bike kind of my new trend that i'm going to is an oversized rotor because okay your brakes really from like a performance standpoint on going into cornering or just like going fast. Like if you're going to go really fast, you need to be able to go really slow, pretty fast. So (laughs) brakes are definitely a huge dynamic to it, but yeah, I I would say that rotors are, I I guess would be my most important. So I guess I'm jumping the gun here and saying what I want my, what I want my number one to be. Yeah. (laughs) So did you give us your number five and your number one? Well, my number five would be graphics. Just like, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Five horsepower per sticker. Let's call you stickers too. Stickers. The stickers. (laughs) Slacker moto stickers, man. We've got to get those figured out. Leading into my next Tell me when. as to <laughs> when, when, when I'm going to be sponsored for my next GP race at Washougal Motor Raceway here in two weeks. So. Two weeks. <laughs> Plug one. Plug one. <laughs> 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 I'm hoping the Slacker Moto crew will come and cheer me on. So. Yeah. You're yeah. looking for some, some fans? Hey, if you guys want to come out for a Sunday. We'll get all the kids together. Oh, come on out, man. Bring the families and, and go, go to town cheering from the sidelines. You, you guys will love For it. the first lap. <laughs> and then we'll head out to lunch. I was going to say, the step down is be where I would camp, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that's where everybody's going to crash. So are you guys running the... I, I know we're already off topic again, but uh, are you running the, the course on that? 
We're uh, a portion of the hair scramble is on the on the track. Yeah, awesome. I think the only part we don't do is the rhythm section. Okay, like, at the very end, I think they wrap us around that because, or maybe not. I don't know. I really don't know what the course is like. We'll find out the day of. So, okay. Yeah. So you're yeah. You'll interesting. But, that would be fun to watch. Yeah. Watch you take a spill on a heavy downhill. <laughs> Hey, I will have my new stickers. He's got brakes for days, though. <laughs> brakes for days. So I think we're all right. Brakes, Stop on a dime gives you nine cents change kind of stuff, right? Yeah. All right, Mr. Lee. <laughs> I'd say foot pigs for me is my number five. Interesting. Things foot that... Pigs. Yes. That made the list? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come planned with a list. You I'm never sorry. do. I know. I, I, I wasn't well, expecting it. If and I had honest. to come up with something different than everybody else. But I think it's pretty important, depending on the kind of riding you're going to do, Sometimes you get into a bike, especially if it's an older bike. It may, you may be using it for something that wasn't its exact intended person. Uh, the person that was supposed to ride it? <laughs> Purpose when you initially purchased it. So um, maybe something that's very, pretty important. Being comfortable and having good grip on your pegs is, uh, is important. All right. It's essential to control. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, not, that's not far out from handlebars because that's... Your nah. other point of contact, seriously. Opposite so. end of the spectrum. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hell you want to do. Just take what you want over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stirring the pot. That's what I'm here. Because, yeah, controls, right? So if we, we've got, you got Let's stickers, yeah. bling. We've got controls, which you could put handlebars, foot pegs. You could even argue potentially clutch perch lever, brake lever. I mean, if you do this for cosmetic reasons, that's one thing. Or if you want the breakaways... Uh, to prevent you from crushing hands or bending levers and that kind of thing when you get into a thicket might be might be reason to do that. So, I mean, that general bucket of control-type items is probably not that far off. Fair. That's fair. All right. You're lucky these guys are here. Yeah. I'd tear you apart a lot harder if they weren't. <laughs> but <laughs> All right. the audience is going to be uh, disappointed. I know. Uh, too, much, too much agreement. That was, just, that's that's where that I was number more. one, yeah. which was number five, so we're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. At least you went five. You're counting down in the right order. And now Somebody we, else took number one. Now we got promotion <laughs> bell over here. Going the wrong way. It's always someone. But uh, all right, we'll just move on. For number four, I put tires. Oh, yeah. I think tires are, are pretty important. They're not my one, two, or three. But uh, I'm talking street dirt again. I kind of go both spectrums because I have both sides. And you can get a bike, and stock tires are never right. But I'm also, they're, they're okay. I've had bikes where the stock tires are, are usable. But you're not going to, you know, on the street, you're not going to carve hard. You're going to want some better rubber. And on the dirt, I mean, oh yeah, you get a fresh set of rubber on there, especially a good set that's not whatever garbage came factory in 96, <laughs> which is probably, actually all of my dirt bikes have okay tires now. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had crappy tires on them. And it makes a big difference on your traction. And your confidence on the bike. You feel a lot more wobble. It really changes things. So I think it's important. I guess not the most important based on my list. Because, uh... Of Farkles. Yeah, I think... You guys really like this word. I'm glad. (laughs) This isn't a new word. I just want to clarify. This is a common word amongst (laughs) people that learn about motorcycles and talk about motorcycles. I feel like this should be... All right, you three... This, this was be... a functional modification. He said nothing about how it changes the appearance of the bike. Just to point that out. In fairness, it does. I agree. I agree. Yeah. This is my number three. Tires can definitely this is my change number three. the look of a bike. It could be super aggressive. You know, you could take a, put, a, put a paddle on it. Oh, okay, somebody's going to go tear out the dunes. That looks like a lot of fun. I mean, there's, there's definitely an aesthetic improvement that can be had with the right set of tires. 
That's fair. It's yeah, I mean, on the street bike world, that was the scrambler. That was always the biggest debate for me. As I ended up putting a crap ton of road miles on, so I went a very road oriented dual sport tire. But you know, before what it had was moderate, but it was always tempting to throw on some like you know big Continentals, you know TKC eighties or something big and beefy on the back of there just to. It, it does. It makes it look pissed off and aggressive. Mm-hmm. So it makes a difference there. On the dirt bike, they all look pretty aggressive generally. So it's just kind of what you want to do with them. That, that one's probably a lot more form than function on good tires. You should check out Dunlop's. Sorry, function than form. Yeah. like I, I want to say it's the M12 or the MX12 from Dunlop is worth a Google search just because it's as close to being a paddle tire as it is not. It looks like an actual dirt with like it's it just looks really cool but like from a functional standpoint it's like the best desert tire oh sure you can have yeah it's really sweet it's a good straight line tire oh god i want one (laughs) (laughs) buy three so what's your four then oh man i mean we're when you get into like the top four i start to get into like your fluids and what makes the bike go because Tread is obviously huge if you're going to put it on there because it, it, it just makes your day better, oh. like like on the actual bike. But also, I would say that it's not totally important, but I've started to run T4 VP race fuel in my new four-stroke motorcycle. Okay. And I will say that I will probably only run that. So now we're actually running. talking about sparkly farts. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> it smells great, too. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine, man. You're running some good race fuel out of there. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm still grinning from this weekend. What's the octane yeah. on T4? Oh, 100. Wow. <laughs> and it's... I, my buddy refers to it as redneck cologne, because once you pop the top on the can, there's just a smile on your face. So <laughs> but I, I would say that... It, Interesting. It's, yeah. Did go. anyone else pick a fluid at all for these five? I, that's an interesting choice. I, I like heard that. about this, so yeah, my number two is going to be it's going to be lubricants, right? Yeah, but you know that. About I'm, me. I'm not surprised. Yeah, you Based shouldn't be in any, any any way, shape, or form. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All we right. can. All we right. can I was you were all original, but you're out. Oh, Kay. am I? Oh, okay. No, it's Sorry. just a great minds think alike. That's all. I'm right. trying to figure out how this is a fork. You guys aren't seeing this, but that was a it's fist a fork. Right? It's awesome. It's cool. It increases the cool factor. It goes faster, runs better. Smells cooler. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, so no, do you have to do any tuning uh, for this? I feel like you, you can't just throw this in. Yeah, you can. I'm sure you just can. Wait, is but that bike injected? You get the best yeah. performance. Yeah, he's fuel right. injected. He's cheating. So, that's why, yeah. <laughs> All of us have carburetors except yeah. for you right now. Woo! One clip up, one clip down, main jet adjustments, <laughs> silver solder. Yeah. I'd also yeah. like to say that the bike comes stuck with three <sighs> separate fuel map chips that All I can right. change on a regular basis. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he's not coming back. <laughs> Who makes that? Are you going to promote that? Huh? Oh. <laughs> <Two> Kawasaki! <laughs> but no, yeah, I, w- I would say it's, right. a, it's it's a far call, though, because you don't need it, like you guys said, to run it. Like, you can run non-ethanol fuel on the bike, and it would be just fine. But it's just that one extra thing of, ooh, I'm running race gas right now. and it's. But you could feel a performance difference out of it? Well, see, I've run nothing but it. Okay. Just because I'm being so picky <laughs> Here we go. about it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm with, I have to go with a, do a pump I'm gas with Saturday with this, this guy. I don't know. Yeah? Maybe. I don't think it makes a difference. It, so, I mean, it's in, it's entirely possible that it might. <laughs> and the seat of the pants dyno is the one that's most exciting to talk about oh, when it yeah. comes to performance but, changes. I mean, guys, like, 
we're <laughs> I don't know if any of us can get to the point where like we see a major significance between regular gas and race gas. It's just I got a new bike. I want to run something cool. In it, so, yeah. There's a reason that there's a reason that BP fuels are used throughout professional racing circuits across the world. Right? I mean, it's done for a reason. I mean, until I start to run like a high compression piston in it too, I don't think the math is going to work out to where it makes sense. It's just me kind of being temperamental with the fact that I have a new toy that I want to run really good fluids through it because flu- yeah. fluids are a part. If you think yeah. about it, at the end of the day, sure, your oil and your gas is a part of the machine. So it's a consumable. Oh, here we go. All right, <laughs> what's your number four, Mister Brand? <laughs> uh, phone mount, RAM mount, GPS, right. some sort of uh, All right, fair enough a mount system such that I can see where I'm going, be able to you know text while I'm riding, whatever the case may be. I was really looking to tear into you, but I can't. That's not a bad one that I probably should have thought about. So it's right. only one I thought about when you first told me the. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> the top. I, I've definitely used that on every bike. Well, not the dirt bikes. I don't. I keep it in the bag. I, th- I could argue that there is uh, opportunities to use a GPS. I agree. I just enjoy the getting bike. lost part There's on the dirt bike. A couple or of guys, with, yeah, yeah they know guys, where they're going. Well, that or, I mean, a couple guys have ram mounts and they have the GPSs on their handlebars so they can yep. check tracks as we're rolling along. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, not terrible. All right. Fair. I win. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit when, and debate when that When did you get to be the judge on Farkles? Oh. By default. After... Two uh, two degrees in, in Farkle management. I, I feel like we're going to see you going through the parking lot with a notebook judging Farkles on oh, yeah. bikes from you should, on. Do you want the list? I'll send it to you after the okay, show. Okay, good. I want to see the send criteria. The we got it in a pivot table. Of Seriously. the Farkles out there. We'll, we'll start with the uh, with the Busa out there. Okay. We'll, we'll start okay. with that. And I'll oh, tell you my ooh, thoughts. You, you get a smiley face on him. today. There are a number of farkles on it, in fairness. Yes, there are. But we'll leave it at that. Okay, so can since you brought it up, Tangent, whose Busa is that? I I can't tell you. I'd have to kill you. <gasps> Afterwards. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Different dynamic here. Okay. Different dynamic. Okay, guys. <laughs> We're going to cut to a commercial, right? <laughs> it's none of our Busa. I can give you that. Yeah, no, I, I, I wish it was mine, but I also I, don't fit on those bikes. I've always had, they've always had a special place in my heart. Have they really? Yeah. yeah we're, Too many street racing videos on YouTube I've been watching yeah, growing right, up as a kid. Right. They're always the most fun to race. I think they would be a riot to ride. I have no desire to own one. Well, there's that. My, my favorite one of those videos is when they took the engine out of the bike and put it into a smart car. I've seen that. I've seen that. Those things rip. All right, Ken. So what's, uh, or, or what, what is your, uh, number four? Well, so I think I said fluids is going to be two, so we can get to that. Number four, something I've put a ton of on my bike, mostly due to my riding style, is armor. Armor. So skid plates. Um, yeah. I've got yep. bark busters. I've got front and rear uh, disc brake guards. I've got new frame protectors. Um, so near the pivot for the swing arm where my boots are contacting, near the Kickstarter, I've got new aluminum shielding down there. I've got an oil line guard to keep rocks out of the oil lines. My XR is dry sump. So the supply and return lines to the frame are right there on the right-hand side near the oil filter. And I've had rocks lodged in there before. Thankfully, nothing was damaged, but went ahead and bought additional protection there. So, yeah, the whole bottom side of my bike is armored up because I have no riding skill whatsoever and usually have That's a tough time true. keeping it ride, re- keeping it rubber side down is a challenge. So as many times as it's been over, all the armor there to help keep it safe has been super useful for me. That's fair. I, that was an honorable mention that won't come up on my list, but it definitely... 
was one of those that bounced around in the list before I, I ended up not with it because street dirt, I mean, it, it's cheap insurance. It's it a lot is. cheaper than replacing the whole bike. It is. You know, it's cheaper than your thousand dollar deductible or whatever mm-hmm. that is. It, it is cheap insurance on both street or dirt. So I know we talked foot pegs earlier. My skid plate, uh, I came down, it was like a boulder field. We were running uh, in McCubbins, I think. We were going uphill and I bottomed out so hard. On that skid plate that I actually ended up, the weight of my body ended up breaking my left foot peg, the stock foot peg. It actually, it was such an aggressive hit that it, it snapped the weld and the peg actually rolled out from under. So it was basically just hanging on by maybe three sixteenths of steel. That I thought I was going to have a hole in the bottom of that skid plate. I crawl under the bike after I get it out. I didn't even realize the foot peg was broken until later, but I'm looking underneath <laughs> and it's just, there's dirt and a couple of small chips, but that aluminum skid plate just did its job. Sweet. Big old fist size nice. punch into it. Case was safe. Worth every yeah. penny. Yeah. Got that would have been a broken case. Got that that would have been a, a promotion bell case. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I didn't ride my new dirt bike until I got my top of the line Devol engineering, like, completely. CNC laser cut. Plug like, two. Yeah. And I agree. I've got Devol front rear disc guards. I mean, it's their so so great good. stuff. So good call. I totally so forgot. Space so second. I was like, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, We're doing this. So Every time a, a specific name comes yeah, out. Local Washington company. Enumclaw Washington. Like, they're shipping. Oh, wow. This is a pretty good plug. Oh, no. The, like, the whole buying experience with that company <laughs> is fantastic. High quality. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, armor. <laughs> no, hang on. Back to number four. <laughs> Armor. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. I we've we've made plenty of plugs in here. That's a big thing we like is if you enjoy the company, we don't talk about it unless it's good or we'll badmouth if it's bad. Yeah. I research things to such an extent that uh, if it's on my bike, I generally believe in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother with ordering it and putting it on. And the more I read, the more I looked, especially the parts as I got them. I'm glad to run them. Nice. I already saved my discs twice for more more boulder fields I've had to run through. Yeah, I would have to say, moving on to number three, that mine is tires. But it makes or breaks the bike, not just on performance, depending on how I'm going to be riding it, but the look of the bike. It definitely does add a lot to a bike. It can make or break the overall appearance. That's fair. And I I mean, that's why it was on the list, is I, you know, you see a FZ09 with aggressive dirt tires, and suddenly the thing just looks so mean. It's more important than you had it. That's all I'm saying. That's, uh, we'll see. When I get through other things, we'll see. I, I still disagree, but... You can disagree all you want. I don't really care. Yeah, that's all right. Tires are important. I'm not saying they're not. Okay, so what's your number three, then? Exhaust. <laughs> I knew uh, that was coming. Why? Uh, it's all about that note, man. Loud uh, uh, pipes save lives, right? Don't even. Don't uh, even. This guy over here. I know, well, I know. Are you okay? Uh, I mean, you know what? You right. throw You throw even going to your sticker comments, right? <laughs> it really doesn't give you much horsepower. A full exhaust will give you a little bit. Almost a tangible amount. But slip, even a slip-on changes for a higher cost than it should be. But for a quote-unquote limited cost, you can get so much more fun out of the feel of that bike by the note that's coming out the back. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. agree that it makes or breaks a bike. Your Scrambler had a sweet tone to it. I would not have liked your bike for I, any other reason. I was not a big fan of it. That was just me personally. Uh, there were some good looks to it, but it was okay. But the sound of it made me drool. It was good. I agree. That, that sound, uh, every time, put a smile on my face. Every time. And in factory, it didn't, which is funny because I love the looks. <laughs> and I drove off and I was like, in, in like two months, I was like, I'm done with this. This thing sounds like a sewing machine. 
I cannot ride this anymore. It looks so cool and sounds so lame. But there's some bikes that you put an exhaust on. It, it's the motor and how the motor sure. is actually designed to run right. that can, it, you can change the sound of it, yes, with the exhaust, but not all of them are going to give it the sound that gets me excited. Yeah. So that's why I didn't make my list. It depends on the bike. I think you got a good point there, Brad. It does depend on the bike. I, for one, messed with the exhaust on my XR quite extensively the stock silencer in there it sounded like a thumper sewing machine you, you, you know sure. maybe fully wrung out and it's barely above like a yelling tone uh so proceeded to uncork it completely talk about our speaking tone <laughs> well yours <laughs> a yelling tone is just our speaking <laughs> yours <laughs> for the listeners out there they can know that brad and i are 18 feet away from the mic yeah. while we, everyone else is right you can hardly to. see them viewers um <laughs> I so, wish we couldn't see them. <laughs> they wish they can't see us. That, that's why it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got a face for radio. That's right. Um, for that so, more than once in my life. So I uncorked my exhaust and made it super stinking loud, rejetted the carb, thought this was the bee's knees, great. It was too much. You know, on the trail, it was reverberating okay. in my helmet. I could not yeah. concentrate. It was just, it was too brash. Yeah. Forest roads, ripping it, going through, you know, getting up into sixth gear and, and just fully ringing her out. It was fun. But on the trails, putting around in second, third gear, off idle, tractoring like I do on that bike, it was just boggy and loud and annoying. So, I, so worth it. I put, I put an intermediate silencer back in. I didn't go straight back to the stalker, but I've actually, I've got those three options to me. And I've been running it with, with that custom insert, that's pretty middle of the road. Decent power increase, response increase, and it's loud. You can hear me coming down a trail, but it's not droning on in my helmet, which is nice. Yeah, it does change the personality of a bike, and regardless of what you do. But it still just depends on the kind of bike and what you're going to be doing with it. Right. I don't know. To to your point, Brad, I, I, most engines, you can get the right exhaust to give you the right note. There's just so many exhaust companies. And that's actually my biggest pain with exhaust is YouTube or right videos don't do it justice. You almost have to find somebody with that right exhaust. Oh, the whole setup has to, to listen be the same to it. because the intake and the, sure. all of that affects the overall sound of the bike. But you can't, and it's so hard to find online. You got to just either start trusting people that talk about it or, you know, you got to find somebody with it. Because, yeah, it's hard to know, right? If you pull the whole thing, does it sound awesome? Is mm-hmm. it too much? Does it sound, you know, is it now no, no back pressure and you're having trouble, right? You just don't know. But, you get the right exhaust, and I think it changes the bike. Yeah. Because realistically, if I'm sitting on the bike, I forget what it looks like after about 10 <laughs> minutes. Right? I forgot if it looks cool or not, but I can still hear it. And if it still sounds cool, I'm still happy. If it suddenly sounds like a sewing machine, that was the problem with the Scrambler, right? I go on a 10-minute ride, and I forgot that it looks cool, and now it just sounds dumb, and <laughs> it just feels dumb. It didn't do anything for me, and I needed to do something about that. And now I look back at it when it's parked, and I love it when I fired it up. That was a win. I'm, I mean, we can all admit the little kid smile you get once you get past half throttle. <laughs> Breaking yep. the back tire loose yep. is, is like one of the biggest ploys. I actually don't know what that's like. I can't break, oh. <laughs> break the back tire loose in my <laughs> you, accelerator. But. You're going to give yourself more benefit, Ken. I've seen, I've seen you giggle like a little girl in the parking lot more than yeah, a couple that's, of times. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that was before you even had a bike. Exactly. Walking around giggling. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's got to have some brap to it. Like, no matter what you're doing, that's like one of the fun parts of going riding. Are you suggesting this is your number three as well? No, because that's it's <laughs> <laughs> too easy, bro. Right? Yeah, like Quick turnaround. Like wow, man, you turned tail on that one. Yeah, so bumpy, no. oversized brakes. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But no, I mean, it definitely helps a lot. Like, and to your point, Brad, about the bike, I mean, from a two stroke sense, performance is everything off your exhaust. Like, your expansion chamber totally changes the whole dynamic of the output of the bike and really plays into the science of how the engine, like, works. And, like, you said, too, Ken, like, when you're playing around with your jetting, like, making sure you've got the proper size expansion chamber for the style of riding you have, like, totally plays into a two-stroke. Mm -hmm. Jumping over the fence to the four-stroke side of things, which I'm currently sitting on, I didn't know what to expect from a stock exhaust from an off-the-shelf, like, pipe coming into it, but, I, like, when I first saw my bike, the one thing that I do not like is how wide it is on the exhaust side of things. Like, the silencer sticks out way too far from the bike. Like, you look at it from behind, the rear profile is just way too wide on the exhaust side, but I can't tell you how many different rides I've had that people are like, is that the stock exhaust? That sounds really good. Like, <laughs> for what it is and i'm thoroughly surprised and pleased with the note that comes out of like the factory tuned like exhaust so, all right fair enough yeah okay so your number three is my number three <laughs> okay gotcha everybody's looking at me like come on ryan what's your number three but i i'm gonna go on the fluid train and say like performance oil like now that I'm running a new engine, this is Ryan's fluids list. Yeah, no, it's tra <laughs> it's steadily transitioning into that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta switch a roux on number one. That's gonna throw you for a loop here. Oh, so we'll buckle, see. Buckle I mean, I can understand where you're belt. coming from, but my only concern is is that you went from an old bike yeah. that you really didn't care about to a new bike, and you're doing all these things with this new bike. So how do you know that you're at? What benefit <clears throat> do you know you're getting out of them? It's it's more of a preventative standpoint that I'm not necessarily like thinking this is going to prevent something from going on this is more to keep me comfortable with now, now fluids are you talking factory fluids or like aftermarket lucas oil blinker what? fluid <laughs> blinker fluid yeah that's that's top notch but i mean like <laughs> no i mean i i just want to make sure that yeah like clutch clutch oil as i mean i've been using for the first couple of changes have been mobile one, but I'm going to switch over to kind of mid shelf Lucas oil right. for everything from here on out. Just because, I mean, from keeping myself comfortable on the engine performance, it's, it's going to be like, well, I've only used this through the lifespan of the motor. And if something breaks, I'll be like, okay, cool. Like we can test this out, but. I'm wondering if those are going to be your exact words when something breaks. I agree. Okay, not. cool. I Probably agree. not. It's going to be it's going to be something choice, which I will not say over the air right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Okay, okay. I could see that with your bike. That's awesome. Okay, Mac. What's your number three? I was going to say stickers. I mean, I know we stickers? talked about that's it. That's fair. Early. Yeah. For me, I've put, you do have one of the coolest swing arm stickers I've seen. It's. Yes. I'm pretty proud of it. It's awesome. <laughs> it gets especially where we work. It gets a lot of attention. It's awesome. Um, but I've also I've put strategic stickers. Some of the other um, other. I mean, most so most of the suppliers of parts that I put on my bike. A lot of the armor. I've got Devol stickers on the bike. Works connection stickers on the bike. Um, there's a couple social media. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them competitors to you. I don't think they have podcasts, but I enjoy some of their social media stuff on riding. And so I have some of their stickers thrown on there. Um, 
and just representing the parts I'm running, stuff that I'm, I'm, I made the decision to put on the bike. I'm proud of it. I throw it on there. I think it looks good. But I guess stickers, stickers are one way of ultimately saying. I think number three overall for me is just aesthetic looks of the bike, colors of okay. the bike. You know, I ride a Honda, but I did everything I could to pull all the red off that thing. <laughs> the only red that's left on it is the actual original XR vinyl on the tank. And I have heartburn about pulling that off, and so I'm probably just going to go buy a white tank, whether it's an aftermarket tank or try to find a stalker that has the stickers off, so I can totally de-red the bike. Because the seat was red, the uh, tool bag was red, there was red everywhere. And I know Hondas ride red, but... I think an, a murdered out or a black and white stormtrooper XR like I have, I really like the look of it. Selfishly, so. that's fair. I think it looks yeah. great. Thank you. I, I mean, that my number two is I, I framed it as minimizing body attachments, but cutting rear fenders do, on a street bike, you know, fender eliminators on a dirt bike, changing out the plastics, changing out the tank, changing out the rear fender, the front fender, right, doing these things that just make it look aesthetically better. So I I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. I think. I think looks are important. They they are. I'll throw you on a tangent though too. That stickers can be performance that, oriented. You do it all day. I know. I'm the tangent machine today. So, but <laughs> um, stickers can be performance from protecting yeah. your forks, like your fork tubes, yep. like uh, the KYB and Showa stickers that go on the outside of the fork tubes. Those are meant to protect from impact yeah. as well abrasion as abrasion like, as well right exactly yeah. as well as like you can put grip tape on your frame attack graphics mm-hmm. does some pretty cool like grip tape kits that go on the Is outside of your frame yeah third plug for a company check okay. it out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no and and i will say that if you guys haven't run um grip tape on your off-road machines that that will really get you to kind of think more about like using your legs and your riding style and helps out a bunch and i didn't realize i needed it until i went and got it so yeah okay okay so okay. is that is that also your number two sure we'll call it that Ooh, jumping ahead. <laughs> his number stickers was number five <laughs> and, and it's number two man <laughs> that's how important it is just wanted to make sure see if you're paying attention here <laughs> clearly not all right he's off the rails yeah <laughs> What am I not, though? (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, luggage attachments. Ooh. Okay. Being able to carry things with me, whatever that may be. If it's a dirt bike, maybe it's not going to be as extensive. Maybe it's just going to be a rack. Maybe it's not going to be anything at all. Maybe it's just going to be for tool bags uh, or something along those lines. If I'm going to be on the road, I think it's pretty important. If I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling to be able to carry the gear that I need with me, Mm -hmm. even if it's not stock you know, what everybody else is using. Maybe I'll build my own out of some ammo cases, whatever the case may be. I think that's pretty important. Much better to have okay. it on the bike than yourself. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. Long it. rides yeah, I, and overlanding. Yep, heard yeah. that. I ran the backpack for months before I built a rack for the Scrambler, and I oh, will never do that again. Yep. Every bike will have a rack. Mm-hmm. Did it make your list? It did. We'll get into that. Ooh, it's probably close yeah. to the top. Well, it's got to be close Ooh, to the yeah. top. Yeah. I mean, where are you at? Is it oh, the same? Snap. So, I mean, cats yeah. out of the bag. That is my number one. That, no. Is luggage <laughs> carrying. And I, I don't it. think it's as good as my number one. I just got to say That's that. That's fair. And we'll get into everyone else's because we're already cutting off fluids. We'll go back to fluids because we already know. <laughs> no, it's, you see, it probably <laughs> deserves its own hour to six hour session. It is for true. Me to ramble <laughs> on. That's why we cut off Ryan for the oil talk because yeah. there's enough of those on the forums. We don't need to sit and hash but out I'm oil right. choices. <laughs> but, but I fully agree with you. I think luggage, not carrying your crap on your back, and being able to carry what you need comfortably on a v- on your bike 
whether that's for camping, if it's multifaceted, many-piece luggage, whatever that you can attach, detach, I think it's really important. Because I'll do long trips and I'll do day trips on the same bike. Yeah. And I want to be able to carry both items. So some of that's buying the right luggage that straps on and having a rack that can just carry a small bag or a big bag. But yeah, I agree with you, so... I guess I'm done. You agree that that's number two? I'm done. No, I agree that that could be your number two. That's my number one. Have a great night, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We'll get into... Uh, all right. So we know what yours is. Yeah, number two, fluids. Fluids. Describe this. Fluids in general? Um, Just well, hydraulic so, fluid? Well, that's that's the important stuff. It's what makes the world go. I know. I know. displacement? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. No, um, I mean, so <laughs> when it comes to rotating parts... Uh, clutches, you know, so wet clutches, okay. what, everything that makes a motorcycle what it is requires reliable lubrication. You know, you're protecting critical components in the engine. You're wanting to make sure that you're filtering that working fluid such that you're not introducing debris, clogging oil passages, spinning bearings, and causing all sorts of problems. High quality fluid that's stable at the thermal limit, which my bike, temp gauge regularly shows 300, 325 degrees Fahrenheit as we're riding along, putting along on the trails with my oversized backside on it. Um, that bike has to run hot because I'm not riding at 40, 50 miles an hour. So I need to make sure that that fluid is stable at those temps, has the correct additive package to make sure all the machine surfaces, bearings, and the like inside the engine are happy and gives me reliable service. You know, if I've got a nasty rock section that usually knocks me over, but I need to be in and out of that clutch all day long to get up a 50, 60, 100 foot stretch of that. You put a fluid in the bike that's correctly rated that you know you can rely on, that you're not going to toast a clutch, you're not going to have a problem on the trail, mm-hmm. and you change it regularly. I run high-quality filters. I run Mobile T4. I'm a big fan of that fluid based on the ad package, based on a lot of study I've done on what they're doing, what Mobile One does. I run it in all my vehicles. Um, it's uh, it's an important you part. and it's switch away from it. What are you saying yes for, Ken? I'm just happy Look, that I'm on the right path can, right can now. Can you say <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, on, it's, it comes down to it's not something, hopefully, you ever really see. You know, you talk about the Farkle effect. You want it to be sparkly. Sparkly oil is scary, so we never want to see that, right? <laughs> sure. Um, and it's not something that you want to see on the outside of the bike, but it's crucial to enjoying riding. It's crucial to a reliable machine, and yeah. it's something that we all need to pay very close attention to. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I would agree that there are bad choices of oil. I mean, when we're talking wet clutch type stuff, mm-hmm. you know, shared sump. If it's not JSO or JSO2, you've yeah. got no business putting it Shared in sump, but there's yeah. specific oil specifications you need to follow. Yeah. I have had good experiences and bad experiences on bikes using <laughs> basically good oil the entire time. So I don't know that... The we should talk about those, because I'd like to understand those guys. I don't know that that's all it is, but... You know, I've, I've had piston seas on good oil with everything else correct. Like the right mixture? Yeah. I mean, it's and, and, four you know, strokes. Operator so <coughs> right here. Well, <coughs> duty cycle, riding style, That's that fair. all goes yeah. into the game here. So it's, I'm it's just stating that, that I don't want to get too much into the forum talk here of what mm-hmm. oil is best. Fair but, enough. But I will also say, for those that are listening, that if you couldn't tell by the way can describe these fluids. This is also kind of his bread and butter as a day job and <laughs> as a hobby. Yes. Kind of basically what you live and die by. More or less. So I'm passionate. <laughs> the recommendation does mean something, and I'll give you that. Well, what's your number two? I'll segue the fluid talk to a different type of fluid, <laughs> which is which is the fluids you should be putting into your body oh, while you're doing this. Curveball. So I, I would say... A very good hydration system is 
probably got to be my number two. I swear or to you, if you plug Gatorade, one. I'm going to punch you. Oh, no, Cytomax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just um, installed the Liet Usui, like, hands-free, like, hydration system on my helmet. Uh, yeah, those it, English words? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> it's, it's the cool Enduro, like, bite valve that goes into your helmet. Addison <laughs> is shaking his five? head. Yeah, he's shaking his head right 26, now. 26, 27. Is that four and five? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Who's keeping count? <laughs> we have to. We should, we should start a... <laughs> Uh, a blog post here on, oh, on the Facebook page. Those I, that are counting. I mean, if you get a whiteboard, you give me a tick. That's just going to be a game for me. It's like yes, we're going to get a bigger board. Time, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, your hydration system because that's okay. re- that's really going to that's good. You yeah. know, uh, and like from a racing standpoint, that can make and break your day. Is just having a gulp of water here or there. What's wrong with my Nalgene bottle, man? <laughs> if you want to reach for it during a race, go for it, go for it, man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, all right. So number ones. Everybody knows mine. I, I'm with Brad's number two for luggage. Did you I say think your it's crazy two? important? I said my number two. It was uh, general body changes. Yeah, cutting uh, fenders and cutting fenders, oh, okay. new fenders, okay. custom body sides. Okay, different okay. lights. Just put the general aesthetic body look. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's really important. You can make and break a bike. You can buy a bike that looks okay, mm-hmm. make it awesome. I think that's my number two. But luggage was number one. I will never carry a backpack on a bike again unless it's absolutely necessary. That's terrible. What's your number one, Brad? My number one would be the headlight. I think it's a really important thing that is regularly overlooked, but being able to see at night and other people to be able to see you, whether it's day or night, is really important. Whether you're on the trail or out on the main road, on the highway, back roads, whatever the case may be. And it can also be very aesthetic in nature. All right, That's my number that. one. I can you, you can do something with so a light. But. I can see Addison's face right now, and he's going to segue back to the exhaust. That Oh, if you have a loud exhaust, everybody knows where you're at. So You're not wrong, but no. The, uh, it's just, yeah, you only need that at night. Don't ride at night. Light, I, problem soft. Lighting is important. No, it was an honorable mention for me just because okay. of dirt, but still I could imagine. I mean, on a street bike, I'd want to be lit up like a Christmas tree. You need to see me coming. I need to see you. And that way you'd be safer. Well, on a lot of bikes, you're just not going to have that good visibility at night with the stock headlight. It doesn't matter what it is. It does make they a difference. They aren't that great. Yeah. Or, or even the, the 2015 Scrambler stock light, it's a new enough bike that should have been good, and it was pretty mediocre. And it I'd was say enough. that you want to go with a notable brand, whatever that may be. There are, a few, there are several out there, but uh, the cheap ones that you find on Amazon, eBay, wherever it may sure. be, uh, sure, they may look great. They may work great at, initially, but mm-hmm. I need that reliability. Absolutely. I don't want to be caught out there in the middle of the desert in eastern Oregon and not be able to see. I'll give you that. At night, you need it. At night, you need it. Yep. Thanks, Addison. I like. You also need it at dawn. You also need it at dusk. (laughs) You need it all day long. Depending on the state, you got to run it all day long. There's a room full of engineers here. We're getting particular again. (laughs) (laughs) Give the people what they want. Okay, okay, Bill. What is your number one? Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, like, Farkle or just something you should put in your bike? Oh, wow. We've been talking about it for almost an hour now. (laughs) Oh, you switched to liquids and Uh, actual recording of almost an hour. So, I mean, I I don't care what it is. got to put time into riding your machine as well as working onto it for you to truly enjoy what it has to offer. Just because every set of wheels has its own, like, kind of quibs and things that 
you need to know about it, whether it's taking a corner in third gear or changing a tire is... I have to do this every so time. So the writer so. is the Farkle. Yeah. The, you're like, you're well, number no, one. I think, no, I, <laughs> I, think I see where he's time. going with this yeah, because, yeah. because you know, through having experience on the bike, you know, the battle scars that you're going to get through your races, you're going to be able to point to that scuff on that fender and be like, I was in third gear, fully wide open, coming out of that no, corner. That's you not are, what he was You are about. saving him. Yes. And he does not deserve so, it. But, yeah, okay. So I, I will open it up for the punishment. I agree with you, Addison. I will open it up. <laughs> you are yeah. really trying to help him out, and I don't know what he paid you for this. Here, here's another fist bump. Yeah. But, <laughs> no. He's, he's, no. no. He's going to plug me I can't agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I cannot with what he's saying. Yeah. I don't think he's bad. Time on the bike is important. But that's a whole different discussion. That's not a farkle. It's oh, okay. not a sparkly fart. That's what we're just going to call some, I think that's the new uh, Slack Remoto farkle. It's just a sparkly fart. Sparkly. Yeah, you should probably have see a, something nice on a bike. But that's sparkly can, fart. Can that be like a sound bite? Just like... Glitter. What if there's a spark, sparkly fart um, meetup or something like that? New modifications on your bike. There's a, there's a show and shine for sparkle farts. Yeah, like I like it. Rolls. I'm in. Sparkly yeah. farts. Let's, all right. Anyway, if, if nothing else, your ridiculous number one brought us to a great new catchphrase. <laughs> T-shirts to come. Yeah. Sparkly farts. Hey, so. At least I'm contributing here. So. <laughs> I don't know. We, we can debate the validity of your comment. Well, all let's day. let's not. What's but your I number agree. one? What well, really? We're gonna ask me again. This is the third time. Yeah. You, okay. I feel like no one's listening sometimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not. That's true. <laughs> Luggage. We got to the main point of the radio show. Is anybody really listening to Addison right That's... now? <laughs> I'm sure the answer is no. Fortunately, we have statistics that say otherwise. Okay. I hope they're real. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so, but we have also been alluded to that Ken's got something that's going to blow our minds. Ooh. So all of this build-up really leaves you a lot to live up to. This is a very engineer answer. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes. Instrumentation. I want to know what my bike's doing. I talked earlier about fluid yeah. temperature. Yeah. I want to know engine RPM. I want to know engine hours. I want to know distance traveled. I potentially want to know speed. I, I mean, all those I, things. I, I it was it's crucial to understanding answer. how the bike is running. And an XR 250 from 1997 has a resettable distance, you know, trip trip meter. That's it. I can go. I can show zero to 99 miles. That's all that I know. So I put a temperature dipstick. Because it's a dry sump yep. bike, so I can read the temperature at least. But I'm looking at some of those real nice systems that give you speed, you know, so ground speed, engine speed, um, oil temperature. You know, for those bikes that are liquid cooled, also having coolant temperature as well would be very useful. Knowing your hour meters to make sure your service intervals are hit properly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of benefit to having additional data on how the machine is running. Is it happy or not? And that can really extend the life of the bike. But also, it's fun to talk about. Guys like us that do this stuff for a living, we can nerd out about it. How's that sensor, you know, put in? How accurate is it? Can we improve this? Can you tie it in with GPS? Can you see your buddies on the trail? Do you know? Yeah, do I know if Ed, Addison's running hot right now? <laughs> right. I mean, there's a lot always. of ways. Always, yeah. Well, you need to put more oil in that bike. Um, <laughs> so I, that, that to me, I, I, I think <laughs> those. Those are catchphrases. Those that know, I mean, what their bikes are doing are better off in the end, and I prefer to be more on the know than not. Because when you're guessing... Is he plugging Napa? 
Hey, I didn't. I didn't hum the jingle. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. My next upgrade for my XR, despite all the the fancy stickers and body armor I've put onto it, is going to be a decent set of instrumentation. I'd like to have real time, fair. potentially like even that. data like logging it. display. I, I'm not opposed to this. I I added a lot of that to the Scrambler at one point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one of the things I love, even though it's an 80s bike, is how much it tells me on the dash. I have a legitimate by temperature temp gauge. Not a go no go gauge like my Ranger had. I mean, my right. my Ford didn't even have a have a good temp gauge. This tells yeah. me where I'm at and when I'm running a little hot and a little cold. You know what uh, I want to figure out for my nice. XR? I'd like to figure out a neutral light. I have such a hard That's time finding neutral. Easy, by the way, I know, and I I need to do it, but I have Those such exist, a hard time. I think you can get one on Amazon for pennies on the dollar. Perfect, because I just with my motocross boots on, it's real tough to fill that neutral. And I was I'll give you that. that it takes, especially switching from street to dirt, it takes a minute to get used to the difference in that gearbox. Yeah. There's one fix for that. Just don't go to neutral, man. Well, <laughs> keep the clutch hand strong. I hear you. Yeah. But no, I, I think you're right, though, Ken. I mean, I put attack and hour meter on my bike the first day I got it, as well as something I'm looking to get into is the temperature stickers you can stick on the radiator mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. cylinder heads. Yeah, it could be to, passive, could be active. Yeah. Lots of ways to go about it. Just just to keep an eye on things because it's good to know that information. Yeah. So, And, I mean, I used my tack the other day for setting my idle speed when there I was go. getting my bike tuned. So it's a great thing to have. Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. The one thing that I thought was interesting is nobody talked about riding gear. I could see that being something that would make the list potentially. He kind of did with his water spout and his yeah. helmet. If we we should we should pull a whole day for riding gear because yeah, I, I could talk. Just an honorable time. mention that yeah. wasn't brought up, but I think it's pretty important. If we're focusing on the bike, I guess I, I the spirit of this though is more focusing on the bike. Itself, I focus on the bike. There are yeah. that's a good point. We though. could probably have a Farkle discussion for riding gear though. Sparkle well, bike. overall I, I, appearance I, I, while you're on the bike, but it's also functional. That's true. what I was getting. Yeah. At. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know how many people when they buy a new bike they have to have things There's, that match it. You're, are you going to wear a pink jacket with That's a fair. blue bike? I, I don't know. Maybe you would. That's the only way to go. Bell shaking his head yes. I only yeah. wear pink. Oh, I know. Oh. You're wearing pink right now? <laughs> yeah. Pink pink told boots. me when I was like 10. Yeah. I, I think this is a spinoff topic, though. You could almost like pull like what the beginners should be looking at as far as gear focus is concerned, because that's like a whole other topic for yeah. discussion. On That was like me two years ago. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys already got that? We got oh. the... Uh, Shucks. This week we have bike sparkle farts, and later we'll do some people sparkle farts. Sounds good. <laughs> bring us back for that. Sparkle farts. Uh, if you're willing to come, you're always welcome. Well, you ain't kicked me out yet, so I'll probably show up to another yeah. one of these. <laughs> it was close yes! a couple times. I know. <laughs> but no, I mean, it sounds like we definitely, I appreciate everybody's input. Everybody putting a little bit, at least the three of us that really looked at it. <clears throat> Obviously, someone, by their number one answer, didn't even think about it at all, but we appreciate you coming anyway. Hey, man. From the hip. All, all day, every day, man. Seriously. Cowboy. But uh, we also appreciate the good sports, because we can be difficult to talk to. But, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us yeah, this week. We're coming up on our hour, but uh, as always, you can learn more. Go to slackermoto.com. You can always check, uh, leave leave. Reviews, please, on uh, on the places you're listening to us. Amazon, wherever you got us. I guess Amazon's not a common podcast location. It'd be nice if I knew about podcasts, but, you know, <laughs> on, on iTunes or other locations. You can get them lots of places. Uh, yes. but He's thinking uh, about what he's going to be doing right after the show, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. got to check that order for my handlebars. But, uh, no. Nonetheless, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we look forward to, to talking to you next week. Till next time, ride on. Ride on, ride on, ride on. Mm-hmm.